Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Mike Sutter. He joins the show to talk about his head-to-head comparison of Fred's Fish Fry and Sea Island. Welcome back to the show, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I, you know, I'm going to go have my blood checked, I think, soon after this. I, I <laughs> ate enough fried food to... Uh, Fill me up at least for the rest of the year. I was, uh, I ju- just mentioned to you, like I lived next to a Fred's fish fry for about 10 years. My condolences. Yeah. And I never, not once ever went in reading your article. I was not surprised by anything, <laughs> not even in the least. <laughs> I was like, I've never been inside one, but I feel like I have. Well, yeah, and I'd heard all the um, I'd heard all the stories about Fred's about how they were mostly deserted, about how they were, you know, these little boxes in the middle of these uh, broken asphalt parking lots. And man, the hundred percent true. The first one I went to checked every Fred's box. I was the only customer. There was only one employee working. There was um, I got panhandled both on the sidewalk outside and in the restaurant inside by different people. And, um, that's, I think that's a function of, they just had one employee working the shop. And when you've only got one person handling all the cooking, all the order taking, all the money taking, they can't do anything about what goes on beyond the, um, the, the wall of the kitchen. And another, another thing I didn't get to mention is that it's like going into a cash, uh, uh, a check cashing business. Like it's the ordering wall is just solid, and there's this one tiny window that you place your order. I, I used to tell people it was like <laughs> going to Fred's Fish Fry, and this was just a joke, like a joke because I'd never been in one. It was like going to a Bell Bondsman. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to describe it, and it's sort of like what one location I went to, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and uh, they were out of everything except fish and the. <laughs> The person cooking in the back, they they heard me trying to order it. I would say, well, do you have any do you have any onion rings today? Do you have any fish today? What about the shrimp? And she said, order fish. <laughs> um, but okay, so like, what can you tell me about the food itself? I think with Fred's, if you want to picture, flash yourself back to your grade school days, and go to the cafeteria on Fridays when it was Fried Fish Day. And you had this uh, perfect little rectangle of um, fried fish. And it had, uh, you can picture the batter in your head, not not like a flaky, crispy, artisan, chicken fried steak kind of batter. It's just this kind of uh, crusty, crinkly thing that clings to the fish uh, like it was welded there in place. (laughs) Um, And it's every piece looks exactly like the other piece. And what what you order when you go in there is called the it's called the regular fish order. 
because they had a apparently had a marketing team really go hard after what to name that. And <laughs> then the staff will say, you'll say regular fish order, and they say, oh, you mean hot fish. Okay, hot fish. So it's three pieces of fish. It's an order of fries, a couple of pieces of white bread, and packets of ketchup and tartar sauce and, and limes at, at one of the locations. Um, but I think the, they throw the white bread in there so that you have something to compare the fish against to say, oh, at least the fish is a little bit more interesting than white bread. But I, I'd say it's neck and neck. And then, so, no, then go going ahead, go ahead, continue. Oh, I was just going to talk about Sea Island because I thought at first I'd never been into a Sea Island either. Um, I think the first time I ever drove by the original on West Rector, I was so creeped out by the mascot holding the fish up. It's like this old fashioned sailor guy in a red and white striped shirt. And it looks like a uh, howdy doody possessed by sea demons. <laughs> and I thought I don't really want to go in there, but okay. So I go in there at first. I thought it was going to be like, a, a what is that place? Long John Silver's, you know, with a slightly nicer Long John Silver's. I feel like I was very wrong about that because it was more like, really more like a Red Lobster inside. If you've been in a Red Lobster, you can picture that, except they don't do table service. They don't have lobster. But other than that, um, but the fish is much more of uh, like, for example, the two-piece fried fish. It's um, a nice flaky white fish. It's obviously breaded by hand. Uh, both places, both locations I went, it was hot, crunchy, and fresh. So um, I really couldn't find much to complain about there for what it was. Um, and they have these really nice hush puppies that are um, about the size of a, uh, um, of a racquetball. I mean, they're nice and big and super crunchy. And it's like you could make an order just out of those. But the thing about Sea Island is it has a much broader menu than just fried. It's uh, They have uh, broiled and boiled and sautéed and they have sandwiches. They even have burgers. And um, so you can, you can fulfill a lot of different needs at Sea Island, including getting a beer if that's what you want. So Sea Island I'm familiar with. I actually love Sea Island. Uh, I had a girlfriend that we, when I used to work on San Pedro and Ramsey, I used to take the bus. I think it was the 90 straight down to, um, to uh, San Antonio College back in the day. I was like, what, 16? And uh, I would stop at Sea Island to get some just some some food and i have such like great memories of sea island and now they opened one over here on bandera in 1604 closer to my side of town and you're right it they have their formula down and they're how did you even begin to compare these two places because they're polar opposites at best yeah and, and i agree with you on that this is kind of just an idea to start um Representing some San Antonio institutions that maybe aren't, um, that we don't talk about um, enough or ever, because it's just not, you know, food is so much about what's happening right now. And these are both restaurants that started in the mid 60s. So collectively, they've been around for more than 100 years um, between the, the two of them combined. And I wanted to cast some light on these places that. I mean, obviously, they've been around more than 50 years. They're doing something right. And that means that there are people who absolutely love them, swear by them, go to them. And um, it just seemed like a, a good opportunity to start a dialogue 
which really worked. I'm looking at the comments um, on the story that posted online, and then over on the uh, the San Antonio restaurants. Facebook group, there were more than 200 comments and 51 shares and people are just going back and forth. And some of it is just hilarious. I noticed you mentioned that um, you want to do um, some more head to head uh, showdowns of San Antonio institutions. What uh, what else do you are you having an eye on? Oh, what, now, without giving too much away, uh, we are looking at doing now, one of the things that I didn't mention is that uh, what compelled the the Freds and the Sea Island is they have multiple locations. Freds has more than a dozen. I think Sea Island has seven, six in San Antonio and one in New Braunfels, something like that. Um, so we wanted. We also like the fact that it geographically covered the city. So the, it seems like the next logical um, comparison would be maybe say Bill Miller's and say Rudy's. Oh, that'd be a both, great one. Both barbecue institutions that started in San Antonio that still have a robust presence here and uh, fans that swear by them in equal numbers on both sides. Um, I also want to look at a couple of beloved cafes, uh, Tip Top Cafe and um, oh, let's say God, let's yes. say like like MK Davis. Oh, my God. I, I love Tip Top. Oh, MK Davis. <laughs> my God. But you talk about uh, putting fried chicken up against fried chicken and then the the chicken fried steak and all of the things that those two restaurants do. Um, and they have a similar feel for when you go in there. I don't know how anybody's going to beat Tip Top's meringue pie, but uh, you got to start somewhere. Now, um, how is this is I'm going to move on to like a different subject right now. The food trucks, 52 weeks of food truck series. How is that going? I am amazed at the number of uh, trucks that there were to begin with. Um, the numbers that you get, like from the health department, to find out how many permits there are, don't begin to tell the story. We have covered in just the first half of this series such a broad cultural and food style path. Um, you know, we've done, we've done, of course, uh, Mexican taco trucks, but we've done Cambodian, we've done uh, Filipino, we've done Haitian. Um, and this is just, uh, we've done Japanese. These are, these are food trucks. Uh, the idea being that you can get into the business at um, a much more um, startup friendly level by doing a food truck. So you can kind of explore your passions. Like I just found one that, that is a, a German Czechoslovakian concentrated truck that I can't wait to go to. And another one that's doing a crossover between um, Tex-Mex and um, Vietnamese and uh, Chinese. So you're going to get uh, an El Pastor Ban Mi. Oh so my I God! I can't wait amazing. to try that place. I'm trying to trying to track them down, figure out where they are. That's um, the only challenge there. Sometimes is is tracking these trucks because they're not always where they were the last weekend, and they're not always where they say they might be on Facebook or on their social media page. One of my favorite restaurants started off as a food truck. Maybe you've heard of it, Sings Vietnamese Food. Yes, of course. Oh my God! It. I'm so disappointed because that food truck was maybe two blocks from my house and I would visit <laughs> it all the time. 
And then one day he's like, yeah, I'm closing up. And then next thing I know, they're on St. Mary Street. Much, right. much farther it's, away. It's right, ironic. It's tragically ironic for Sings that they didn't start having traffic accident problems until they got into their brick and mortar. And they've been <laughs> they've been run into by cars. Is it twice now? I think so. Oh, bless their hearts. And the time that I did eat it at Sings at the trailer, they were parked right next to one of the best barbecue trailers. Oh, yeah. The right by, yeah. Uh, they were yeah, by, by the, the tattoo shop. Yeah. The, yeah. The tattoo shop. Um, and uh, you always like to find those clusters of really great trucks. Like, for example, down, down there on Broadway at Broadway News near the, the Pearl. Um, there's Carnitas Don Raul. Then there's a great coffee truck called Mila. And then uh, oh, Wild yes. Barley, the, the bagel place was parked there for a long time, but they've moved over. Now they're going to open up a brick and mortar at Taco, the old Taco Garage location. But there's also a fantastic taco truck there now called Mr. Diablo that does uh, some of the best Al Pastor I've had in San Antonio. When you see the Trumpo fired up like that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're in for something special there. One of my, uh, my best friends, um, her boyfriend, he works for, well, they started off as a food truck called Milpa and now they have their brick and mortar place too. They're like the transition from food truck to, to like a brick and mortar isn't as wild or as, as it used to seem back in the day. Well, it's, that is a gigantic step too. And at Milpa with uh, chef Jesse Kuykendall, chef Kirk. Um, who won that episode of Chopped yes. um, a month or so back. Um, she has just got boundless energy, and she's really bringing that Laredo spirit to um, her taco craft at Milpa. And uh, that's over at the yard in the um, the uh, train car that used to have Ming's Noodle Bar before Ming's moved over to their uh, brick-and-mortar location over um, over near the Pearl. I think this is a good place to to stop right here. I'm going to link in the description uh, the Freds and Sea Island Head to Head, as well as a link to the 52 Weeks of Food Trucks project. Uh, so that oh, everyone I can love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we are having a good time with the the food trucks, and you know, we were worried there for a minute. Are, are we just going to wind up doing um, just having to switch between barbecue and tacos, and because there are a lot of those. But the, the depth and variety has been wonderful. Excellent. Well, again, it's always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for joining the show. Same here. Thank you so much for having me.